Hey, this is Afia Letham, creator of the Frame Your Day app, helping you walk out every day in victory. I'm proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleash, going beyond borders. Hi, this is Zakia Ringgold from NaturalSoapByZakia.com, proud sponsors of the Ramsey Unleashed, Going Beyond Borders podcast. Good day, everybody. Welcome to another edition to the Ramsey Unleashed and Going Beyond Borders podcast. Uh, well, I, I got a very spontaneous guest on my show today, very, very spontaneous, very, through an app, a new app that you may have heard called Clubhouse. Uh, Clubhouse has happened to pop into our group yes, uh, randomly, which I've been popping into quite a lot. Called it's the name is kind of screw the big rooms, um, uh, and it's like basically set up by a guy called Mike Armstrong, who I was on his podcast. You will hear that when it gets broadcast at some point. Um, but yeah, just happened to Ben, just happened to my guest Ben, just happened to be in the room and just randomly said, oh, How about being on your podcast? Uh, went, no, okay, kind of just not expecting that to say the least. Uh, but yeah, to those who just from our show, I'm live on YouTube and I'm live on Twitch. We're just doing a wee sort of extra streaming and aiming to build other platforms. And the good thing about StreamYard, it's a pretty good solid audio connection and you get a good quality broadcast out of this. Hence the reason why I'm using StreamYard and going to Twitch because it's a lot less glitchy. And the last platform I used, mm, yes, it was still uh, going through some yes teething problems. So I decided let's keep it solid and keep it uh, good. So quality is what makes it count in a good podcast. If you're never, if you're new to podcasting, it's always good to have good audio, a good solid uh, platform to use, and it's always good to basically so you get good clean, and it makes it more attractive to your person who's listening. And because if you're listening and you've got lots of glitches they tend to switch off and will not listen to the interview. So that's the key thing about uh, podcasting is something that's clear and uh, it's easy to listen to. So let's say, uh, let's me stop waffling on about uh, audio and good broadcasting. Let's uh, get to my guest. Welcome, Ben Chai. Uh, so welcome. How are you doing this morning? Or to the- hey, I'm, I'm doing well. It is afternoon that we're doing this, but how are you doing today then? That's pretty much. I, I was just uh, interested in your glitchy twitchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. See, see a doctor about that one. Yeah. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so, so, how are you doing today so far? Uh, good. Thank you. Good. I, I've just been uh, doing a lot of reading recently. I, I've been reading uh, Tyrese Gibson's book. Um, I don't know right. if you know Tyrese Gibson. I've heard of him, yes. Fast and Furious. So so I ordered his book recently. <laughs> I just thought, well. Something to do, something to read, as you do. <laughs> so what made you just say, what made you pick up by his book or what made you read his book or start reading it, I should say? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had um, this this bizarre meeting in Clubhouse with the guy and and you know, to my embarrassment, I'd never actually heard of him. And then I found out he's a super <laughs> megastar. Uh, so I started listening to his music and, and uh, thought I'll go read his book as well. So he was uh, on Clubhouse He was on Clubhouse as well? He was in one of my rooms, yeah. He was in so, one of your rooms? Yes. 
movie was. My co-host was like, I'm thinking, I don't know who he is. He's treating him like a normal person, really. This guy was in your room. That is fantastic. That is, that is brilliant. So what was your what was the title of your room? It was target people teeth in. What was the title of your room that attracted him to your room, do you think? Well, I don't know. I think it was one of his his mates that brought him into the room. And, you know, I had a conversation with him afterwards. Really humble guy, actually. He was very, very impressed. Uh, You know, I I didn't know the guy to pieces. Um, (laughs) uh, And uh, I was was, uh, helping people understand a little bit about uh, property investment. Okay. Uh, I I don't – this is – by the way, this is not my job. I don't go around uh, teaching – I don't. I don't have like a label that I teach property, but I do I have been investing in property for uh, several decades now, and 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 that's how how the conversation came out. So I so I like to do a little bit of due diligence on 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 people that I'm, I'm conversing with. Same same with yourself, Fraser. When oh, I was thank you. Yeah, everything yeah. about you and fighting, trying to consume everything about you that's online. <laughs> well, you probably see me poorly. I'm guessing. Well, you seem to. As soon as we connected on Facebook, you you obviously liked. Like, I think you must have liked, like 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 down list of things on my profile. Yeah, I, went to your, I totally stalked you, baby. <laughs> hmm. anyway, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, let's let's. Um... You do have some really good posts, so so, and and that's really fantastic. I, I think people, when they're in social media, they they should try and add kinds of value to to people um, rather than just hey, look at me. I, I'm 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 eating. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, here's my here's I mean, my yeah, amazing restaurant. Uh, my husband's amazing. My cat's amazing. Uh, y- you know, so that's a very kind of. I, I think our mobile phones have taught us how to be narcissistic. Narcissistic. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, very easily to do. We just. Uh, I think it's a. We think. I, mean, we I think we've all we, got it now. You know. <laughs> that's yeah, we do wonder how we managed way back when we didn't really. Didn't have smartphones. It was just a normal Nokia, you, yeah. simple text. And now you've got your well, everything's in one your palm of your hand these days. So well, let's the, let's get a picture yeah, with you. Like, smile, smile at me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's uh, let's crack on with this. Crack on with the interview now, everybody. Let's tell us. Well, let's start with the beginning. Uh, I watched a little bit of your TED talk and um, the beginning of it, which and obviously. You started off with your. You, you mentioned in our conversation before we arranged this interview that you had a bit of a rags to riches story. It's always good to hear about the rags to riches. Now you may have told us about it several times, but it's always. I think it's always good to challenge people in a way that if you've come from something from nothing, and you have managed to change, turn your life around to become something, that is always a good in, incentive or a good encouragement to somebody who might be listening to this to say, well. I'm in the same, I've been in that same boat or I'm in the same boat as your guest, the person I'm interviewing, can basically relate and hopefully will take some hints and tips to be able to maybe challenge themselves to turn their own life around and become that person they've always dreamed of being and hopefully become that person in some way. So tell us about originally where you're born, brought up, um, education and tell us. I was was born in... um, Hackney, I think in a Salvation Army hospital, which has been burnt down since. 
feels like Damien, you know, in, in, in the omen. Um, but uh, yeah, so so I was born there. My parents had a, a one-bedroom um, flat. Kind of, it's not even a flat. It's a, like a bedsit where the kitchen is in the same room as the bedroom. And, and uh, you know, myself and my brother, we slept in the same room with uh, my parents. Um, and uh, that 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 was my beginning, really. Well, so tell well, so tell us. Uh, we can go at life growing up. Was it good, bad, or is it obviously me living in a bed set with uh, with four people, your parents and your t- yeah. uh, your sibling? Can't have been easy. Was it um, um, what was? What was it good or bad? You know, you don't really remember. I I don't I don't remember having a wonderful childhood. But then. You know, it's funny on hindsight, as an adult, you start looking back and, and you start finding glimmers of, of happiness and you're wondering, you know, what, what is true memory and what is false memories? Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, but I, 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 don't, I don't think I, I, for a long time, didn't think I had a very good childhood and, and indeed I, I, I attempted um, to to commit suicide a few times right. uh, in 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 the world as it was those decades ago, um, the UK wasn't as embracing as as it is today of of different nationality nationalities. And my first day at school, um, so I was this little small little kid, you know. <laughs> four and a half year old going to, to, to school and then this big monster came and I got beaten up. Yeah, I think he was in junior school. And I, I remember crying at home because right? I, I never wanted to go back to school after that. And I was saying, Mom, what's, what's, what's Chinese? I, I've never heard of this, this kind of uh, um, race before, you know. So, so, so that was my, my first day at school and, and that followed me through through a lot of my life when when you get when you get bullied you you create now an uh this paradigm where you think other people don't like you and because bullies are pretty pretty amazing at manipulating other people either through their physical strength or because of their good looks or because of their 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 athletic prowess i i guess and so, so you you find this this group of people who don't like you, and so you think you're you're not a likable person, but that actually has nothing to do with you. It's probably more to do with them. But you don't know that as a little kid, right? Yeah. But so, so that that um, that followed me uh, right into uh, when my 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 dad his you know everyone's career grows it doesn't matter where you start over time you you learn more and more abilities so so you get uh, pushed up a a career ladder or you learn about business and slowly you grow in your understanding of things anyway he moved to 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 singapore and they thought i would be okay there and and uh, until i opened up my mouth and they heard this wonderful English accent coming out of, of me. And then I got into lots of fights there. <laughs> so, so people who kind of looked like me. Uh, and my mummy used to say, well, Ben, you're just a, you're just a banana. I said, what do you mean? She said, you're yellow on the outside and white on the inside. You're never going to fit in any society. So you're just going to have to get over it. Um, 
So anyway, I, I had that kind of bullying between uh, just there and, and within the. So I, I'm a mix. My dad is he he he's Malaysian Chinese. My mother's she was from British Guy, Guyana. They met in Hammersmith in London, and then I came along. So 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 I have this kind of like all these different cultures going through my head, and I remember. Uh, in 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 Singapore, when I got beaten up there, I just thought, you know what? I really don't care about race. Race is shit. <laughs> I'm a citizen of this planet. <laughs> That's it. We're trying to uh, just because we're, we're trying to keep it clean. And I was like, because I'm broadcasting to Twitch. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> Twitch. No, no, it's okay. I just did a little bit, uh, yeah, itchy on the old. Uh, um... oh, sorry, Twitch guys. <laughs> that's fine. No, that's okay. It's fine. No, it's just that. Uh, yeah, it's no problem. Just a little bit on the uh, their sense that the 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 bots will be uh, after me. <laughs> so <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah. No, it's let's. So going on. So struggling with. Um, I noticed you were twitchy about that. Well, no, it's fine. I just it caused, uh, it caused an itch with the twitch. Yeah, no, exactly. I just I mean, it wasn't a glitch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just try and keep it a little bit. Uh, I think because I'm on YouTube as well, I'll try and keep it. Uh, yeah, but so it's all good. It's all good. Um, no, um, going struggling with obviously race and obviously being being Asian and being Brit British, but obviously mixed with the different nationalities going on. So what? What? I mean, going through. You're going obviously being picked on, going through a lot of fights. Um, what was what were the kind of the stages when you said you committed to commit suicide? What led up to that? Is it because of all the bullying, or is it and why did you try it twice? Yeah, well, okay, so so uh, when you're when you're bullied, I've 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 talked about that kind of cycle you 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 get into, but in in our family at the time. Um, so remember, I've got mixed values, right? And the kind of the the Asian side of that culture is that you don't share your personal what's going on inside of you. So I remember when uh, my parents found out about me being bullied, they didn't really know what to do about it. Yeah, they they nobody in that day had a, a manual on how to be a, a good parent. So they didn't really know what to do about it. And and I guess my dad had his own uh, issues with bullying and same with my, my mom. And for them, it was just, you just have to go through it. So I told my aunt, and, and I remember my aunt uh, referred this to, to my parents, and I got told off, and, they, and I was told, you don't share your personal stuff with anybody else so 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 now i i didn't have an outlet it was just totally internal yeah i i don't know if that makes sense uh fraser like, like there was no outlet and and how how do little kids deal with this stuff i suppose uh i suppose go back in the day i suppose that more I mean, I don't know how, how old are you? Just like, you know, say, hence the mug with your name on it. It was quite interesting. Oh, you <laughs> never, you never to ask a a, a a beautiful, handsome guy these questions, Fraser. <laughs> to try and see this stuff like kind of the hell this is. <laughs> but the, the, it, it was a long time ago, and it was the days before. Um, in in we we have in in 
you know, in, in lots of parts of uh, England and Wales and Scotland. Uh, now, now we have different ways of dealing with with bullying, but in, in those days there wasn't the all that support that was available um, that we have today. I think it still goes on, and I've I've had a lot of people want me to write books about it, but you know, it, it's funny because I, for a long time I thought, okay, I can show you how to defend and how to improve in your mindset yeah. after you've gone through that, but. I don't. I just don't think I would have had all the survival skills that I have today, as a result of that. I don't so know if that makes crazy sense. And and I I I I, I would have I've had a chapter in the book on why bullying is good for everybody. <laughs> Everyone should go through some kind of bullying, and and then I'll get instantly. Uh, hate mail from all all everyone who's being bullied, and I'm thinking, no, that's not what I'm saying because because I've got friends who 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 successfully committed suicide, yeah, uh, because of bullying. So I'm not saying it's good at all, but but for me, it just taught me a lot of survival skills, which I think helped me uh, be be conscious of how to n- n- uh, navigate the business world and the career world. I, I don't know if that makes sense. What just to, I was just thinking of the um, with the first attempt. What did you try and do to take? Oh, it was really silly. Honestly, I just tried to sleep with knives. <laughs> my knives. <laughs> my mum found out. <laughs> I tried to cut my wrist, but I couldn't do it. What was uh, what was the pain? And I I think that comes out of uh, a long time ago. I um, I felt I don't know whether I'd fallen over in 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 the playground or I'd got into a fight because I was small and and uh, you know I got bruised, which is fine. That happens. But what had happened is a tiny bit of a stone had um, uh, got. It wasn't it wasn't spotted in 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 the bruise, and over time it got covered by layers and layers of skin. Right. So now we're deep in. Uh, my mum got a needle and went right into my 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 body to get this stone out. So so I think ever since then I I've just been like I just don't like injections. Right, wow, interesting. Yeah. So she can a phobia. Yeah. So, 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 so I probably would have cut my my wrist because of that and the extreme pain that I went through. You know. So what um, was the what was the second time? What did you try and do for the second attempt? Yeah, I guess it was more a a kind of unconscious thing. I I don't think I think. Um, yeah, um, trying to trying to get run over. <laughs> so, run over. Right, okay. <laughs> if, so, if, I'd, if I'd known about other ways that that where where I wouldn't have to suffer pain, then then I'd I'd probably have done it. So I don't think there were absolutely serious ways of trying to do it. Right. Just because I I was I just didn't understand how to do it. Right, got you. Probably, okay. probably with the internet today, I, I'd have been more successful. I just didn't, uh, and and maybe you know, this is the thing. Maybe it was more a cry for help that that I wasn't getting, but but it was just uh, having a a more detrimental effect on me. 
Well, let's uh, move forward. Um, obviously, leading into was it leading into primary school, secondary school? Uh, leading as th- as time goes by, did you always? I mean, how did your path? Did you go to university? How did your education start to grow? From I mean, how did you suddenly be bullying? You tend to eventually grow out of it, and you it, as, t- as you get older, you just end up moving forward, and you. Before you know well, it. well, I, I I don't know whether you grow out of it necessarily. I think you're just more aware of it. So, mm. so in the last uh, th- three four years, I've had uh, um, some bullying from some people on an estate where I live. Okay, uh, and but you you just have better ways of dealing with with these the these kinds of bullies. Except I had other issues going on because of the epidemic. So there's a, a lot of businesses that I had to sort out and and uh resolve because because of um uh because of the the epidemic you, you know it, it causes a lot of businesses to shut down so there was that that i i needed to deal with and and, and just other other personal matters so i think on top of all of that combined with that that bullying i was suffering from ptsd but the bullying comes in all all kinds of uh ways uh Fraser. So in those days, it was because I was really small. Uh, later on, it was it was because of the way I looked. I didn't fit in, and then it's because of your personality, or, or I don't know. Have you have you yourself ever been bullied because of the way you look? I, I mean, I'm not very tall. I'm about five feet four, so I've always kind of been the kind of I was picked on at school. I was. Uh, yeah, I went to boarding school. And I was. I think it's just because you're small, you tend to get picked on. You're an easy mm-hmm. target, or I mean, so a lot it has happened. Yes, um, and yeah, I think over time, yes, you still tend to be, even as an adult, you can be the, the butt of jokes. But I think uh, through time, you develop. You tend to either grow in a sense that you they learn not to pick on you anymore because you know you'll bite as the saying goes you poke <clears throat> you poke the russian bear too many times you're going to get bitten back and i think that sometimes that can just happen after a while you just say listen do it one more time you're going to you're going to know what's going to happen <laughs> so yeah. uh, and that's the reason eventually you bite back and you because they you get to that stage that listen you're going to take no more and they eventually they back off you know that's right. And isn't that funny that when you actually stand up to, to them, I, I think these days I just say, listen, um, yeah, you you may be able to beat me up, but I'm going to get a few bruises in, so leave me alone. Yeah. And then you're going to have to go explain it to somebody. I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll they, they lie about what they, they, they say to other people. Oh, yeah, he did this to me, but... Uh, I, I've actually found in terms of, of pubs and things, people don't really go for the little person anymore because there's no there's no glory in that. Uh, my my neighbour, he was six foot four, and you know he he would get into fights in the in in the pub not because he he'd instigate anything because he's he's a really big teddy bear inside. But people think, oh, he's a big guy. Let's see if we can take him out. So it's, isn't that funny that call, the, yeah. in terms of physicality, that, re, that change? Well, let's, uh, let's, um, what we'll do is just, uh, we'll take a, we'll move on to more, uh, in your career, but we'll do this for a shout out to people who watch and support the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast. There's people uh, I've been connected with on social media for a while, Irene Smith, Guy Cook. 
Brent Mann, uh, Benita Charles, people who have supported the show, Ifeo Lethem, Daniel Gomez, Inspires is anyone who's uh, supporting the radio, sta- the radio station I have. And uh, so just uh, people who I've, I've connected with down the line over the years. Um, and thank you for them. Um, but also just the, the networking of social media and the platforms I use just to connect with uh, going forward. Thank you for all the support they ha- they have given, vice versa, in return. Uh, but let's go. My guest is Ben Chai. He's from uh, London, and we're gonna we're going talking about yay London. London, a spontaneous, uh, a very spontaneous interview connection last night on the club. Uh, when I say the night before in Clubhouse, uh, those who are listening today, uh, we're not keeping it generic. This is a random day of the week because everything's blending into one at the moment. Um, but uh, we're going to carry. On. Tell us after you. Tell us about your sort of first job when you started getting into work after education, or did you go to university, or what was your kind of pathway? Actually, university, I guess, is when my life started changing a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't remember any bullying at all, actually, at university. There's just lots of people who just wanted to get to know you for you. It's kind of that, like, this this just amazing world where, where people are thinking, wow. Uh, I, I wasn't very good at university. I, I had very strong um, uh, maths A-levels in, in those days, but, um, and that kept me through university. My, my, a lot of my friends were thrown out, and I, I think it was the strength of my previous studying that, that allowed me to, to pass. So at university, I, I felt I was in this bubble and that I needed to, to get out. And uh, so after three months, I'm thinking, what am I doing here? I need to go in, in the real world and, and find a job and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, so at university, what did I do? Uh, I, I, I DJed. I, I, I did hospital radio, which I, oh. I carried on afterwards for, for, uh, for a couple of decades. What made, um, you, what made you get into hospital radio? What made you try that? Uh, because I, I, I just wanted to be in broadcasting for a long time, uh, which helped me get into the BBC radio, actually. Um, oh, but that, you're, that was, you're for the Beeb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, another, another story for, for <laughs> another time. Keep uh, quiet. <laughs> so so I've, I've worked with some really wonderful people, uh, you know, as a, as a result of that. Uh I, I was also the DJ at people's parties. I, I was uh, I was captain of the uh, mixed uh, badminton uh, team. I was the treasurer for for the the team and uh, as well the badminton team. I, I played chess for the university. I was on the bridge team. I have a gold medal in 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 bridge and in, in, uh, when I was I think thirteen years old in in the adult category or fourteen or fifteen. I can't remember now. Um, so I have a gold medal from that. So I, I, I just did, I did anything but study, on honestly, Fraser. I wasn't a drinker, so I, I, I wasn't like the, one of these kind of like uh, drinking drugs. Uh, but I, 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 I did. I was part of so many different groups. There was, there was a, a Christian group, and 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 so I became a Christian as well. That's interesting. Uh, ah, interesting. Uh, I think. Well, actually, I think that actually helped me. Um, get out of uh, you know that whole kind of bully cycle. I think that was that that really helped a lot. Um, and here's here's a funny thing actually. 
Um, so, so I've read the Bible multiple times, and in that book, there is so much information on how to be good in business, how to connect well with people, and I found that that I didn't necessarily agree with a lot of the preachers once I'd read the book. I'm thinking, no, that's not what it says. If you read the whole paragraph or the whole chapter, that it's saying something totally different. That's the thing about the Bible, you can read it and you can get something different every time. That's the main thing. Yeah. That's how because you learn something different every time. You are so right, Fraser. So so initially when you read it, like it's like a great story. But then the, the next time you read it, you think, oh, actually it was saying this. And then you read it a third time and you're thinking, no, it was saying this, not that. But that's you just getting a better understanding of, yes. of, of what was actually going on in, in, in those days. So, so, so university kind of was, I, I guess that was the real turning point. So what, so what what led you to when you, oh why did you join a Christian group and why did you, what kind of attracted you to that to going down that path? Uh, well, uh, it's, yeah, it's really simple. There was a guy who lived opposite me, and in, in, so at university I, I lived in in the the student halls, and there was a guy who lived opposite me. He said, "Hey, why didn't you come to this?" And I thought, well, "Okay, why not?" And they they educated me a little bit about it I, I was very skeptical about the whole thing to be quite honest with you um and and uh, over time i got to understand um a lot of aspects of um having a faith in 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 god and uh and and that's really how it started okay and how yeah. did you and where did it lead you where did it take you from there what type of church did you go to start going to church and type of church did you go to uh, so, so I've actually been to quite a few different churches. Um, uh, mm-hmm. There's a guy called Andrew Gilmore who is the godfather of my kids, and and he he is he used to be uh, the manager of the local Christian bookshop, uh, and he used to preach at a Methodist church or a Catholic church or the local uh, Baptist church, and used to take me along with him. So, so I've been to uh, and 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 worshipped and prayed in many of these different kinds of congregations. Uh, he was very much trying to get the whole, uh, all the churches to collaborate together rather than just get locked into a certain, you know, component. Um, the people I, I, I used to hang out with, they went to, I don't know what you call these churches these days. Um, the... Um, yeah, they, they just believed in the gifts of the, the, the Holy Spirit. I, I don't want to lose our, our our audience by talking about these things. No, no, it's all good. But, it's all good. But they, so they believed in, in, in healing so that people could be miraculously healed, okay. uh, uh, prophecy and, and all, all these different areas of the, the if you like, uh, kind of supernatural, but I think, you know, on on reflection that actually we all have these kind of gifts that but we we're just not aware of them today uh because we we only focus on on our senses of, of sight smell and you know uh, uh touch all that those main senses but actually i didn't realize that um if you if you wiki it i think they say there's 19 or 32 senses and of course we don't think about senses like perhaps you and i can talk mentally yeah 
not not trying to go really off topic and crazy here. Uh, so I, I think that many of those 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 gifts probably have some some basis um, uh, in in some of those senses that that we've all got. Um, uh, so so I yeah I'm just trying to think of what those churches are called. Maybe, maybe you can because you know I spoke in them. So I, I, um, I think. Probably, I think they sound like more of a well, to me, the word comes to me as humanist churches, which is maybe not the best. What, what, what is it? A human, you get these humanist churches. No, no, it's oh, not that. They, no. no, maybe not. They, they can be a bit kind of fruity mm. at the best of times. Um, mm. But you do get your, yeah, I know more Pentecostal probably sounds like a more Pentecostal. Style. Yeah, it was based on the Pentecostal kind of uh, style. Yeah. Um, the, the, yeah. Uh, house churches, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, for me, part of Pentecostal, I'm not a major fan of some Pentecostal churches. I find yeah. they are a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is the great thing about, about my um, my good friend Andrew Gilmore. He he didn't take part in any particular uh, doctrine with the churches. He was just really looking at the commonality rather than getting into some of the, the more esoteric aspects of those, okay. those churches and, and just trying to find the, you know, the, the commonality in, in how they work together. Go ahead. Uh, and, and I, you know, I, and I'm a, what was it? There was a, there's a, there's a guy who, who was a bit like a mentor to me really, mm-hmm. but his stance was, um, uh, in the Bible, they, they 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 have these chapters and verses, and so uh, th- there's a book called the Book of uh, Corinthians, and uh, in chapter one, um, I think it, it is it thirteen, uh, yeah. Uh, there's a it it just says what what love is. Love is kind. Love is generous. Love is, uh, and he really focused on on what you call the fruit of the spirit rather than the gifts. And, and, and for his perspective, it, you could do anything. You could be the richest person in the world. You you could heal people. But if you don't have any kindness in you, what's the point? It, there, there's there's no there's no real um, kind of giving back to society. I, I don't know if if that makes sense. No, no, no. Of course, I think it's. Uh... There's a lot of people. As I've learned through my time, uh, there's a lot of people who will take. Uh, from people, but it, you'll not get never get anything back from them. Uh, there's a lot of people who will hopefully assist and hopefully assist and try to help in some way, not uh, and just be humble and helping somebody. Yeah, there's a lot of people who will just you will take from people all the time, and you'll never get anything back. You're never, and it's like yeah, and you, ha- you sometimes you yeah have to just move on, and but you have to deal with the people that are going to give you work because friendship and anything in life and love. And caring for people is a two-way street, and it's uh, helping. And if you know you're going to help somebody and be there for somebody, you expect to get you. It's natural that they'll give you something back because they're genuine. They're not saying, "Oh, look at me." Well, I, I yeah, don't. yeah, you're right. So, so that's not like this kind of look at me kind of environment. Yeah, uh, I, I have a kind of different perspective. So, I'm very, very blessed today compared to you know, the decades ago as a little kid uh, where I, I had kind of like maybe if I was lucky, one or two friends. Today I've got 
hundreds of friends around the world. And, and if I was broke tomorrow, I just know they'd say, Ben, just come live here. We'll look after you, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and the reason I feel that I, I, I have all these wonderful people in my life is because of that, that aspect, that kind of just giving um, that we see in 1 Corinthians 13 and loving and, and trying to help people. I think if you expect something back from other people, that's more like a business contract. Yeah. So sure, I've helped people and they're never going to give back to me. And, and I think that's really how it's supposed to work. Uh, mm. We call that karma. Yeah. Um, yeah. Karma, uh, karma you get back from somebody who you probably won't ever be able to help back. Uh, of course. Uh, yeah. As well. I I think I I think it's always nice to get back, but I suppose in a sense, and it's all, I think I've just for me, I think if you, I'm happy to help somebody and just move on down the road and just carry on, it's almost like the the littlest hobo if you remember that TV series on the telly with the <laughs> basically the dog. It just kept uh, maybe I'll one day I'll settle down or one day I'll just keep on moving on. And sometimes life is about just keeping moving on and you will just kind of, you'll help people down the road. Yeah. And that's what counts. You help yeah. them and you move on and you just carry yeah. on. That's the main but, thing. But well. back to your, your point. Yeah, there are some people who will suck you dry. And yes. and, and if we come just come back to to that, the, the Bible again, you mm-hmm. know that where where uh, Christ says, um, the when, when he was asked what what is the best thing you can do in, in your life, he said, "Well, the first is is love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind, and the second is equally greatest as great as the first, which is to love your neighbor as you love yourself." And this is where people go wrong. You know, the the, the givers that that and, and the wonderful people that who who you're broadcasting to. I'm betting that many of them are givers, but it says love people as you love yourself. So if you're not giving back to yourself and if you're if you're not treating yourself as you would treat other people, then you're not really loving yourself at all. And that causes you to get exhausted, totally exhausted with this constant giving. There's nothing coming back into you. Yeah. You're not like setting those boundaries when someone is is saying, hey, uh, can I borrow 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds? And saying, no, no, I can't. In fact, money is normally the worst thing you can give to anybody because they don't, they, you're not teaching them to fish. Just, exactly. just, just as a by, by, um, uh, um, just going a slightly off tangent there. And I used to give money to people. And, I, you know, I tell this to my shame because it made them become dependent on me and want to come back and ask for more rather than me saying, why do you need it? How can you repay it? What are you going to do to repay it back to me? I don't know. So I have certain amounts that are obviously some of the charities that I support. Mm-hmm. You know, I am very into helping people improve their education because okay. I believe that that will help them build their own economy and also understand how to connect with people and have wonderful, loving relationships. Um, but there are, if people just come and ask me for money, I, I these days I want to know why. And if it's like 10 or 20 quid, I, I may not care. But if I, they're continually asking for me, then then I'm, I'm going to ask why. Or if they want large sums, I'm going to say, well, I'm sorry, we'll have to create some kind of business contract here. Exactly, 
exactly. Mm. Eventually, you're not, you have to sort of say, I'm not, I'm not quite a walking bank, unfortunately, or unless you want to go to a bank. <laughs> it's kind of like, that, know, that's where you that's where you 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 take this love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. So let's uh, go down a different road to just say we're listening to interviewing Ben Chai, who I connect you with on Clubhouse. If you've not heard of the craze on Clubhouse, also the new one, other one that's coming out, which is out temporarily, Twitter Spaces, a very similar platform, uh, both invite only, uh, but Clubhouse is basically a simple voice-only app that you can listen and communicate with people all over the world uh, just literally by having your like having your radio on in the background. That's how easy it is. And you can create connect with people, hopefully to have different businesses or just different mindsets to be able to help you improve in your life and go forward in some way or form to what fits uh, your business mo mode in your life or model kind of thing. So, but Ben, tell us about after... So... So first job, first job. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get a very good degree. So my first job, I, I was earning about five or six grand a year. And uh, cycling there, uh, I think it was about 10 miles away, 10 miles back, um, to to survive. And and I was sleeping on a friend's floor with three or four other people. Sometimes I think it's 10 because of my false memories. Um, but maybe it was not so many people. Anyway, I, I was uh, having porridge for lunch and cornflakes for dinner. And I, I thought, you know, I really need to get get myself out of this mess that I'm in. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, you know, if I'm interested in, in I didn't know how to date at that time. I, I, I'd never gone out with a girl or anything like that. So I was just thinking, I, I need to kind of <laughs> sort myself out. And so I, I started um, reading a lot of uh, and listening to a lot of uh, um, kind of educational material. In those days, we had laser discs as well. And, and the company had some educational uh, components on, on laser discs, which helped me to now take my education more seriously and, and taught me about software. So I learned about software. I learned about my mindset. And I learned about uh, belief, belief, which, uh, you know, I was already having that being built up through reading the Bible. But the Bible is so complicated in trying to yeah. understand those stories. All those nuggets are, are buried deep into that book. So, so by listening to some of the audio uh, educational components and reading more books, I was able to grow a lot more and and subconsciously i think come up with ways to help improve my economic situation which later on i i, I was able to to convert into um uh, just strategies so at some stage during that 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 educational time which was about four or five years i just thought you know i i i think from what i've listened to and understood that I can become a millionaire and that actually everybody could become a millionaire. And I set myself a goal of, of being a millionaire by, by mid thirties, by, by using a number of these strategies. Now bear in mind that I'm just uh, in a, in a job. Okay. And I don't have problems with jobs. I get really annoys me when people say, Oh, you've got to get out of the rat race, the nine to five, 
yeah, I would be quite happily uh, in in a job, and I've gone back into jobs. The one of the guys I used to listen to, a guy called Brian Tracy, says if you're in a job, you're still working for yourself. It's still your own business. You've just chosen to have one customer, and that one customer has extra benefits such as health, and they'll look after your accounts. So you don't have to pay for that yourself. So, so, so for my my perspective. I just needed to and created a, a number of strategies, uh, which included actually just being in a job to become a millionaire based on what I'd learned. So, and I think the one, the one um, area that people really should learn, uh, which isn't taught at school and university, is get mm-hmm. some financial education. Learn how to to manage your finances. So here I am managing finances by only eating porridge and cereal to to create an investment pot, which I could then later on invest into, first of all, it was high interest bank accounts. And then as I got more and more educated, I learned about about shares and how they work. Uh, I learned also a little bit about myself that I can be very greedy and so the stock market is not a great place for me to be, but I can invest in shares that pay, pay me good dividends and which reinvest in the share itself. So, and that's that was a one of one passive income stream I developed. Interesting. It's something that's it's educating for me because I have been developing into shares and crypto as well recently. Over the last sort of say year, I've been developing in, into that, which is that's an interesting focus on. Something I've just learned is in obviously investing shares. It's going to give you back. For example, and I know I invested in BP uh, Petrol, uh, and they've given me some sort of dividend dividend back already. Through I use a free trade app, um, which is quite interesting, which is good for learning. It's in its free trade, which is great. So I, I need to come learn from you, Fraser. <laughs> I've been doing crypto, as well. so I've been doing crypto for over a year, which is interesting. And I've I've actually probably too volatile for me. It's so. So that's well, why anything where, which causes me to be greedy, yeah, okay. I, I, it will hurt me because uh, I, okay. you know, I've I've had some great great shares in the past, okay, uh, and then I've kept on to them. So so as a result, I've 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 lost you know several hundred thousand. Wow! When I should have sold them, and that's I, just greedy. Yeah, yeah I've I don't know, cryptos for me. I will consider it have been it was probably. It was very about was it, oh, tail end of 2019. I started investing, and a year, just over nearly probably two. Time. Yeah, just over two years, just under two years. I have would say I've uh, quadrupled my portfolio. So I've invested around about the six seven hundred mark, and I've is now hitting. It's over the two grand mark. Well. Well, um, Fraser, you did really well because uh, around that time, around 2016, 2017, 2018, crypto went like that. It just totally crashed Yeah, yeah from its high in that time. I think it's about 25, right down to about three, four, five thousand. Um, and we, we've seen recently in the last couple of uh, in the last month, it went up to fifty thousand dollars. And now we're seeing it going down. I think it's down to about $35,000 at the moment. So mm. we, we don't know how far it's going to come down. But you invested 
which is a, which is what investors need to do is 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 buy low and, and wait for it to yeah exactly yeah, high, yeah. So. I, I found that yeah i found it i've noticed that it's yeah over the time it's slowly growing and it's just a matter of you dip in when you can and you just let it sort of gradually build up and before you know it, it's actually quite yeah it's just a sort of it's a good learning experience over the last year uh, year especially with using the free trade app as well which is good mm. yeah. say, well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm really pleased for your success that that is so cool <laughs> well, no seriously i i love hearing how people have done well in their lives it's just learning it's a new thing it's learning it's more building for the long-term plan really and just trying to see where it takes me and that's where it's good to learn something new and it's uh, it's a whole new yeah it's, another, it's a whole new world yes it is a it's whole new fantastic point of view so let's go into uh, let's let's go into uh, you've obviously you've decided to bin your uh, porridge and cornflakes. You time to you said I've had I enough. Of this. Money, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I've even been headhunted as a as a result. Um, mm-hmm. What happened in in my job, uh, and this is where the universe kind of works helps you. So there's two two things that happen. You you create your strategies, yeah. To 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 which in fact these days I, I look at my strategies just as a framework mm-hmm. to get me to a certain financial uh, um, place and and things the universe just brings people your way when you've got that goal. So I had a a wonderful uh, guy called um, Alan McElworth who who came into my my life. Uh, at the time, I was working as an administrator and uh, in in the company, and then I, I was moved into purchasing, and then I I was offered if I was able to sell all their old stock, I was given a commission on that, and I I don't know whether I was lucky to because I was not a salesperson in those days, okay. but I just phoned up someone I found who had lots of old stock that he used to sell and make money from. And I said, Hey, we've got all this stuff. Uh, he said, yeah, I'll give you this much for it. And my managing director was really happy with it. So for some reason he thought I would be a good salesperson, which was not the case at all. <laughs> Selling is not an easy thing. And so this, this, this new manager, a guy called Alan McElworth, mm-hmm. I don't know. He, I guess he saw something in me. Mm-hmm. And started educating me, and and I, my, I'm pretty sure my managing director wanted to fire me. And what what my sales manager did is he he closed the contracts, not me. And he said Ben did it. <laughs> no, he didn't do it. And and this is this is how wonderful this man was, right? He mm-hmm. even gave me the commission for it. Now, uh, of course, I was in the process of that sales, but it really was he, he who did it. Uh, and over that time, he taught me a lot of uh, ways of, of, of being in sales without selling. Okay. He, he, was, he was one of the forerunners who based everything on relationship. Everything is relationship. Start giving value to people. Doesn't matter whether they do business with you at all. And then combine that with my crazy character where I'm playing chess with the customers, you know, one move a day and, and learning from and reading books like um, there's a book written by a guy called Joe Girard, who 
who at one time was the known as the greatest um, second car salesman in the world. And if you look at what he was doing, he was also creating relationships. He was never selling cars. I, I would think he was more a relationship guy. But because when people like you so much, Fraser, because you're a cute, uh, happy, kind of go lucky kind of guy uh, who's really interested in other people, they, they just naturally want to buy from you. Even today, where, where, where I'm not selling anything, people are saying to me, Ben, please sell me something. I want <laughs> something. I'm, seriously, I've been at events. I, I, I don't know what it is about you, but I want to, to have what you've got in your life. <laughs> I don't. I don't. And so they're buying, they're, they're buying my book, right? I don't really make money on this. Oh, uh, they're, they're buying it because they've got nothing else to buy from me. They, they, a bit like you, gone and googled me and said, "Oh, he's got a book." Like the book. Here's my here's my laundry basket. Go and buy it for me. Wash it. Yeah, go and wash my laundry for me. Thank you. Cheers. And you, you know the the, the clubhouse um, uh, app. So so people have you know on my profile and then they've gone and done their due diligence on me. And 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 I've been offered about twenty grand to coach them, and I'm saying I don't I don't coach. I, I you know I, I did yeah. training and education and coaching uh, in the tech and, and Microsoft business world, mm -hmm. but I'm so overloaded and, and at the moment that I just don't have bandwidth to do that. Twenty grand. That's uh, somebody's offering you twenty grand. <laughs> wow. I maybe need to work. <laughs> Can you tap into whatever that's whatever the, ma the the magic is if you want to call it that. I, I, I think it's just oh. being it's just being your crazy authentic self. And I, I, I literally, <laughs> like you said, Ben just came and randomly did this with me. <laughs> coach food. I'm like, what the heck? What the heck? What, what, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> and, and if you if you speak to some of the other people in that room, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to rap, but but I just started creating rhymes about about <laughs> different people based on what's written in their profile, and then I'd go off and Google them and find out what else they've done, and and I'd incorporate those in those in those raps, and and now I, I after a while people were inviting me into their room just to rap about them, so I had to learn. I, I, I please, if you're a rapper out there, I I'm not a rapper. One day I hope to be one. But <laughs> just that giving value to the other per other people that's causing that attraction. Which I thought, by the way, I, again, I'm not promoting the book, but I, in the TED talk, which is uh, um, which uh, Fraser mentioned earlier, on um, called social magnetism. That's mm -hmm. what I'm sharing with people to to give so much value to people based on also out of you having a self worth in yourself. So let's. Let's touch base on a few. We've kind of, I'm going to go like back for right, so many strands. Yeah. Let's, let's go more. It's like, the, so it's like, yes, it's all like a, a strings to bow here. Let's, um, let's, you've, well, let you, you've touched on a bit of radio. You worked, touched on a little bit about the B, how you got into the BBC or what kind of, and I mean, uh, yeah, tell us about what got you, how far did you, climb the chain of the BBC or what did you more do? It obviously did more radio or is it something else? Yeah. So, okay. So I'm a strategist, right? right. I'm a strategist. And, I, and if I want to do something, I will find a way to do it. Right. Okay. So I thought, okay, let's get into BBC radio. How will, will I need to do that? Okay. I will do his, his, 
the hospital radio. I will go and learn about radio and, and see if I can give back to society at the same time. Hence right. my doing hospital radio. Okay. Where where I learned about all the mixing desks and, and all the equipment at which we had in those days. It's physical, not the wonderful stuff you see on these laptops. Uh, so uh, once I got that kind of, uh, if you like, that knowledge, I started applying for jobs in the BBC, and I, I got this wonderful job uh, offer for, I think it was 11 or 12 grand, it's it, a thousand that they offered me per year, to go and work with the DJs uh, supporting all their equipment, right? Now, at the same time, I was offered another job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, not in what I wanted to do, um, but they offered me 18 grand mm -hmm. and a company car. And a company car, I'm sorry. And, mm -hmm. and they were like one mile from where I lived. <laughs> a company car. <laughs> so I can walk this. So the BB side, there, there was this kind of bidding war, actually. <laughs> Interesting. So, what was the? Did you care to say the job exactly, or are you not allowed to? So, so, so it was in uh, uh, in BBC Radio. Right. So it was BBC. Uh, right. Okay. It, it was BBC Radio, and I I worked there for a week, and then the, then I had some personal issues to to deal with, and I I didn't go back afterwards. Right. And okay. This was this is probably one of my my biggest mistakes. I'd worked hard to get into the BBC. I wanted to be in this area. And, and I got seduced by riches. Yeah. Uh, and, and if, if there's one, one thing that I, I, I would say. Seduced by riches. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? That's riches, you know, the, the, the company car. It's only, a, you know, a mile away from me, a much larger salary with lots of oh. benefits. And really, I should have just stuck where I, I, I wanted to be. Got you. Because, you know, I... Okay, coming back to the Steve Jobs and that iconic talk he, he gave kind of almost before he passed away, where he never understood how he got to be where he is. But he, when you, you know, join the dots backwards, that's how he understood that journey. So I always wanted to be an actor. Okay. I always wanted to be an actor. But I was, I remember my, 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 uh, family laughing in my face when I said I wanted to be an actor. And of course they were right. I didn't have any self-confidence. I wasn't, I couldn't be in a camera and all that kind of stuff, but that's what I always wanted to do. So, so one of the, 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 the strategies I, I think subconsciously was get it to get into the BBC, get to meet all the people, start working in the background and over the time get, because people now know you, and they know what you want, um, find ways to help you once you're giving all this value to people to, to, to help you uh, with your dream. Interesting. And, so, and, 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 and I messed it up. I totally messed it up, Fraser. Okay. And now going forward, I mean, did you actually ever do acting or did you not bother? Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I, of course, I've done, I've done a, a lot of acting. Okay. Um, what kind of acting have you and done? I actually married a, a lady whose who's, uh, degree, a wonderful, wonderful lady, by the way, whose who's yeah. degree is in, in um, uh, drama, English and drama. 
Okay. Uh, and sadly, we're no longer together, but yeah. uh, we're still great friends. And and she she, <laughs> I got couch casted in into a lot of her, her theatre productions. <laughs> Uh, so, so you know, I, I've paid, played lead roles in the theatre. I also went and got myself educated in in acting. There was a, a school in King's Cross called the Poor School, which mm-hmm. is uh, for people who would like to be in, in the drama world mm-hmm. uh, but have a full-time job. So I, I had to be there every night and every weekend. If I'm out, uh, if, I, if I miss two sessions, I'm out. That's wow. how strict they are. Uh, and in addition to that, I've done a lot of other courses with, um, I can't remember the, the, the university that does that, but they're short courses in, mm-hmm. in acting. Uh, plus, I've been on stages. My great aunt and uncle were equity members, and they used to get me in, in films. So I've been in films as an extra or as a, a small, tiny speaking part uh, with uh, people like Madonna and John Cleese. Wow. Uh, mm. uh, so, so I've, I, 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 yeah, done, done that. I've had my own television shows in, in technology. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I had a, I was the uh, lead presenter and writer for the show in mm-hmm. cybersecurity, which was uh, broadcast to all the Indian universities and Indian <laughs> governments. Uh, I think there was about sixty shows there. Uh, yeah, so uh, um, I, I've, uh, I'm, uh, I perform in Latin dance, uh, not as a professional. Oh, yes. We have, we have briefly mentioned that in our uh, we do a bit of salsa dancing, and you have we're going to come to that. Let's take well, let's. But but there's a lot of filmmakers in that industry, and yeah. one of them said, "I've written a role for you, Ben." <laughs> Let's uh, let's summarize a little bit. We've kind of covered a lot in a short space of time, and I we have hit the hour mark. And I feel that we could we could carry on, and we, or we could do a part two. What do you think? What do you rather? Well, do? well, it's it's the Fraser Ramsey show today. Well, this is not about me. And my podcast is about the guest, and that's what's important about my podcast. It's nothing to do with me. No, the no. Guest. What I was going to say is, is that because it's your show, it's it's either part one or part two or well, an extension. What would you like to do? Because obviously, I know you're depending on what your plans are for the rest of your day. Would you like to do a part two? I'm very happy to to do a, a, a part two. I, I don't know whether people can listen for, for for longer than an hour, although in Clubhouse, you know, in some of the rooms, I'm there for three hours. Exactly. So. It's quite bizarre how long you can stay. It's, uh, time flies. I, I think it's just in Clubhouse, they keep changing it up. You've got different people and you hear different voices. Let's summarise a little bit. So we've kind of touched on quite a lot in the space of an hour with Ben from his bullying, his... Uh, a little bit of education, a little bit of how he educate, re-educate himself from literally from just being on porridge and cornflakes and how to sort of say, listen, I'm done with this. I want to get out of this. And he's totally to being headhunted, to being in jobs, to cycling, to BBC radio. And also he's, we've covered everything. But there's the part two we are going to cover, he's got connections with people in Edinburgh because he's done salsa dancing. And I've done salsa dancing as well, and we'll chat about that in part two. He knows somebody I know, uh, which is interesting. 
I have also the connection. The good thing is, we've talked about how he became a Christian in his church life. He's obviously he's been married, but sadly, he's not along with the partner anymore. Question before you do you have kids? You said you briefly mentioned you had kids or something, don't you? Yeah, I have two amazing kids, really, okay. really amazing kids. We don't always get on, but they're, they're still amazing. That's good. <laughs> Let, we can talk more in that in part two of this interview. Um, and we can talk about your obviously your book that you have. We can talk about what you are wanting. I mean, there's during how maybe we can all, everyone touches on the pandemic and how it's affected everybody. Yeah, we can maybe it infects everybody in different ways. We can touch on that a little bit. We can talk about what you're kind of planning for the future in part two and what your aims are, your goals going forward. Uh, one thing we all, we have quite a lot in common because obviously. I've also done acting as well. I acted in the Edinburgh Festival twice in 97 and 98 in a play. So I have done something before, very small part. But So I have touched on a little bit of acting myself. And, and not that that play, well, was, well, one was called Blood Red, which is the old spelling of blood, which is B-L-U-D-E, which is about the Covenanters of the 17th century. Another one was Glencoe Lament, which is about the Campbells and the McDonald's. Um, so I have done a little bit as well. So... And uh, quite, quite, uh, I mean, trying again actually, or just trying something, even if it was just seeing how I get on. So, so it's even if it's a small part, <laughs> be quite intriguing. That's brilliant. So, certainly, yeah, I have done a lot of things, but yeah, but still, it's interesting. Uh, and is, yeah, so just quickly, how have you found those? We, we briefly touched on Clubhouse, and we can go more detail in part two. We'll arrange that, we can do this, and we'll have a part two ASAP. Um, but how have you found Clubhouse so far? I mean, what drew you to Clubhouse and what did you, what are you getting from it? Um, are we still recording? Yes, you are still recording. Are we, are we still in part one? I'm, I'm part one? We're still part one and we'll come back. We'll, we'll re- <laughs> if those who are listening, we will do a part two. We'll have touched on more stuff into the dancing part and uh, just his book that he's got uh, <laughs> and how you can purchase the book and you can make him a, a, um, a millionaire again. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm joking in that part. Um, but yeah, we can um, buy so learn from that. So tell us about how you found Clubhouse, just to, so I'll stop waffling on there and going in a tangent. <laughs> yeah, Clubhouse. Um, I think, it, you know, I think it can be very addictive and I, I needed to step back. In fact, there was four days where, where I managed not to to do anything with 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 Clubhouse, um, because I just needed to get work done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I think it can be very addictive, and the reason is because here's here here's people like us and other people who perhaps they don't consider themselves selves to have much self worth, and then suddenly they're they're in a room with Elon Musk or or the or, or Jeff Bezos, if he's been in, I I, I don't know. Um, Mark, you- <laughs> <laughs> just uh, showing for those who are you listening, we were just showing Ben's uh, profile on Clubhouse, and uh, he has you've got like a six-page essay of your profile. Wow, it's impressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't changed it. I was playing a joke with somebody, Fraser. So if you read the top, read what the top three lines say. Uh, Passionate about salsa gaming, helping people transform their dreams with. No, no, read the read the top three, top three lines. Top, 
Hi. The, well, in, top, in Clubhouse. Yeah. In the Clubhouse profile. So, so for everyone, it, when you when you're in Clubhouse, you have a profile that you've written. Yeah, and... the top few lines are there. The it just says, "Hi, Pat." Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Hi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Lead le, le dolphin, <laughs> lead dolphin Trailford. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading the wrong part, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Lead dolphin trainer for Disney. Uh, one prize he's uh, eating the most Pringles in 2019. Pringles in 2019. Really good with uh, organizing organizing paper. <laughs> so, so, that's so brilliant. That is brilliant. So, 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 guys, the way Clubhouse works is when, when you're in a guest in somebody's room, they read the top three lines. And so the top three, my top three lines actually tell, says a little bit about what I've done, where, you know, and it's a very important three key lines. So I'm in somebody's room and they've introduced me before and they said, oh, Ben's an actor, author, because they're reading the top three lines. So I thought I'd play a joke on them this time around, <laughs> which is why it says lead dolphin trainer for Disney. Uh, Won uh, the the award of e eating the most Pringle crisps in 2019, and very good at organising paper. <laughs> no, that's that. Is, so you're looking at it. What was this? Exactly. Is <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant? But I, I have just. To, I want to say thanks to Ben for. It's been a bit of a whirlwind kind of, lots of strings of a uh, his story, and I'm sure. Part two, it will be more interesting and lively. And he, he's a character, and he's uh, this guy, I think. I mean, total spontaneous interview, spontaneous podcast. Been obviously inspired himself to basically better himself, and that's what counts about. You've got to. I was one of the people I'm connected with, as I've mentioned in earlier, is Daniel Gomez, who he was interviewing somebody in when he's on his podcast. and your thoughts, your mind, you go to the gym to work out, you go to the gym to exercise, and the more you go to the gym, the more you're going to get fitter. The more you, the person on his show, the more you change your thoughts to more positive thoughts, the more you're going to think positive rather than negative. So changing your mindset to, like, you go to the gym is obviously going to be better. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Ben. Well, uh, actually, you're you're actually sharing with everyone uh, a universal law, uh, Fraser, uh, and you probably know the the universal law. It's called the compound effect, okay. which is, which which is essentially, you know, you don't have to do lots lots of it. For example, if you invested a small amount every day or every month, over mm -hmm. time, you 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 will amass a fortune using the law of the compound effect, and the same thing with your health. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, a wonderful lady who runs my, my, my property business, um, she hated, absolutely hated running. It's why she and I bonded. <laughs> we don't like running. But because of um, the, the uh, whole pandemic situation that happened, she started going out and, and she, she couldn't run. So she just... She just ran a small amount, yeah, just maybe a couple of blocks and walked the rest of the way. And then she did it, but uh, again, but just went perhaps three blocks. 
And during the pandemic, she now runs 10, 12 kilometers and loves it. Never thought she could do it. But over time, she just got better and better and better. And that's the compound effect because over time, her stamina built up. And as a result, here's a side benefit. Her health has improved a lot and got much better. Very inspirational for me because I, you know, I, I, I prefer dancing. I'd rather do four hours of dancing or four hours playing badminton or tennis rather than running. I just find, like, why? Yeah. Uh, so so the, that's the compound effect. And the same with your mind. If you're feeding your mind, reading, reading, you know, here's me reading uh, Tyrese Gibson's book, um, which is, it, it, you know, it, it's not a fictional book. It, there's a lot of educational uh, components in there. I'm feeding my mind, even if I already know the stuff. The same with reading the Bible over and over. I was getting more and more mind feed on how the world works because it's amazing at, at teaching business and, and relationships. Uh, and over time, my mind improved. And then, then almost, you don't know why, you just know the right thing to do. You just know. And you're thinking, huh. Where did that come from? And of course, it's a collection of me hanging out with Fraser and hearing Fraser's nuggets and me reading uh, and, and hear, uh, or listening to, to people sharing their perspectives in, 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 in Clubhouse. And here's one of the, the most difficult things that people find is holding two opposing views in your head and being okay with that. So what do I mean by two opposing views? Well, over the last couple of years, in the in the um, uh, 2020 kind of uh, uh, world, it became a very divisive world. There, there were things like Black Lives Matter. There were things like um, Brexit. There were things like um, lockdowns. So you had people who were, were anti-BLM because they 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 were saying. Uh, all lives matter, not just black, black lives matter. In terms of lockdown, there were people who believed in the lockdown because it would uh, prevent the spread of a virus. But there were people who hated lockdown because they were feeling more people died because of lockdown, because of uh, suicide through loneliness, depression, people who weren't being able to, to go to the hospital and get um, the, the, the right treatment. So people were dying from cancer. So that being able to hold two opposing views in your head and being okay with that and being able to associate with both groups or or three or ten groups that's what mind feed gives to you it allows you to and this is another law uh, um, that that is very important for people and I wish I'd been taught as a as a as a kid it's called the law of requisite variety and what the law of requisite variety says is the person which has the most chameleon-like um, characters is the one that's going to survive. Not the most handsome, not the most beautiful, not the smartest person, not the dumbest person, not the, the most physically endowed sports person. It's the one who can adapt to any situation and scenario is... It is the person who will always survive any kind of situation. Exactly. That's law of requisite variety. 
I've learned something new today. <laughs> a few I've learned from Ben, my guest. Uh, I've learned something, especially with shares and dividends and uh, how to gain from investing in the right shares. These kind of laws that I've learned from, uh, it's certainly been really, yeah, I, I look forward to it, especially because you're invested in property and you know, also other stuff, I'm keen to learn and have a chat as well offline a bit more, especially with what I do as a business person uh, as well. But also maybe, yeah, we can hopefully it'd be good to publicize what he does and support his business and um as well down in the part two but for those who've been watching through youtube twitch uh we thank you and we're gonna um, let ben get on with his uh, addiction to clubhouse like mine uh we, <laughs> you, 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 you go to clubhouse to uh, like your clubhouse anonymous but you go to clubhouse to have your meeting anonymous meeting just to get your addiction sorted but you stay on there a lot longer um but that's the wonderful thing about it <laughs> so well, remember fraser again uh, um connecting the dots backwards remember i always wanted to be an actor yes so i always wanted to be on stage and throughout my because of because of my mindset i i felt that i needed to do what my parents wanted me to do and maybe they didn't want me to be in tech but that's what I did because that's what I felt they wanted me to do rather than me learning about drama. So I always wanted to be on stage. So even when I've been in tech, I got on the Microsoft stages speaking to 10, 12,000 people. I became a lead trainer because I wanted to, to, to be on those stages. And that, that's what Clubhouse is for me as well. It's just another way for me to be on stage. And I, I actually think I'm really good at it because you know, I'm really looking to help and add value into people's lives based on either experience or, or what I've learned, nuggets I've learned from people like yourself. Okay. Um, well, I've got I've got ideas we can chat offline. It might be able to help you, yeah, help each other sort of kind of and, and out with. It might be able to hopefully give you that sort of something to do to uh, when things eventually get back to more open in, in the country, in the UK, basically. Um, but yeah, maybe it'll give you a, yeah, we can chat out, out way. But to everyone who's been listening, thank you. And um, thank you to Ben. Hopefully you enjoyed the madness of that. <laughs> so, thank you, everyone. <laughs> Sorry I made a little faux pas with the Twitch. No, no, <laughs> it's fine. But it's, uh, no, but thank you for, yeah, thank you. Man, it's been good meeting you. It's interesting. You've got a lot in common. We have uh, mutual people that we know uh, in Edinburgh. Uh, which is great through salsa dancing. Uh, this is quite a small world, uh, as you say. And um, but yeah, hopefully you enjoy that and you're not scarred for life. And uh, don't send me the, the psychiatric bill, please. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the wrong address. <laughs> so, uh, but no. Um, but thank you. Hopefully, and I wish Ben a good day. Um, and we will look forward to the part two and uh, talking about more because he's in property book and there's a lot, lot more to talk about. We look forward to how you, and all how you can connect. We're not going to well, you can connect with Ben in part two because I think it will kind of keep the eagerness to want to know a bit more about him. So thank you, thank you for your time, Ben, and uh, to everyone who's been watching. We will catch you on the next one. Take it easy.